welcome to this week's episode of the Thrive with Asbury Seminary podcast. I'm your host, Heidi E. Wilcox, bringing you conversations with authors, thought leaders, and people just like you who are looking to connect where your passion meets the world's deep need. Today on the podcast, I got to talk to my boss, Deb Adams. Deb is the communications director at Asbury Seminary, and she's also an Asbury Seminary alum. On today's podcast, we talk about how she came to Asbury Seminary and how God called her to attempt something big when she and her family decided to found Gracie's Place, a therapy center for children with special needs in northern Wisconsin. So not only do they provide therapy services for these children, but they also provide training resources for the families. So we talk about how they got started and what they're doing now. And if you want, how you can be a part of their ministry, let's listen. So I'm really excited to get to talk to you today, Deb. Like, I have wanted to talk to you about your story for a long time because I've heard bits and pieces just because we're friends and Mm -hmm. you're my boss, so I like co-workers. (laughs) But I hear about it, so I really wanted to talk to you and just get your whole story all pieced together for a long time. So I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. Absolutely. So thanks for stopping in all the way from Wisconsin. Whoop, whoop. (laughs) It snowed there yesterday, so. So tell me about Gracie's Place. Um, Sure. So Gracie's Place is a therapy center for special needs kids. And um, we started it in, um, it started as a nonprofit where we started fundraising back in, 2016. Um, and we fundraised for it for about a year and, um, then really opened it up, um, the beginning part of last year for therapy. So we do therapy, occupational therapy, uh, physical therapy and speech therapy out of it. We do, um, for kids with special needs and we do, um, mentoring for parents. So parents will come. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. the mentoring for parents is pretty cool. So we'll have them come in. We'll do special programming um, with them. So we'll typically bring an an organization that relates to special needs kiddos um, from the surrounding northern Wisconsin. They'll come in. They'll do kind of like a presentation for them. Because as parents of special needs kids, you don't really know what you don't know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. until people are like, oh, this service is available or that service is available or did you know this or did you know that? And so, um, so we'll bring folks in and kind of try to mentor and train um, families up and so that they know what's available to them so they can help their kiddos. And the other thing that we do is try to connect families with families. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that they don't have to do it alone. That, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So what kind of things do you, like when you mentor mm-hmm. um, parents yeah. or families, what, what does that look like? Yep. So for example, like the last um, one that we did um, last month uh, was about, it's called an IEP. So it's an um, individual um, education plan. Mm-hmm. So kids, so I have a child with special needs. So mm-hmm. my um, daughter, Grace, and so we're talking about Gracie's Place. And so mm-hmm. we founded it because of Gracie. Um, so she's nine years old and she has autism and ADHD. And so she has been on an IEP um, with the school system, um, since 4k. Okay. Right. Um, and even before that, um, we had people that were coming into the house and helping her and Mm -hmm. and they, we still Mm -hmm. had kind of a plan of attack Mm -hmm. for her. Um, so, so yeah, so we had, um, a couple of folks that our parent advocates come in and really talk to the parents about, um, what it looks like to advocate for your child in the school system. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of times, um, especially if you've had kids, um, like older kiddos that didn't have special needs, Mm -hmm. And so now this is your first go um, in the school district with a kiddo that really needs help. 
you don't you don't know what to ask. Right. Like you don't know what's available. You don't know what your rights even are mm-hmm. as a parent. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of and a lot of times the school districts are set up so that they don't necessarily. Um, they're not thinking necessarily about, oh, yeah, you should do this, that, or the other thing. They've got a whole wealth of kids. Sometimes they're you know, kind of told maybe not to mm-hmm. um, tell what's available because it's going to cost them money. And if they recommend it, then they have to pay for it right. sort of thing. So if they recommend physical therapy for my daughter, Grace, they have to pay for that therapy. They have to figure out a way to pay for it, right? Oh, so they're going to be less inclined to help, so right? potentially. Yeah, um, um, at least that's the way that it's set up in Wisconsin. Now, I don't know every other state, so I'm familiar with our state. Um, so I don't blame them, mm-hmm. but what it means is, is that parents need to know what they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we were trying to do is just, so we do that. So we bring in um, different speakers who can talk to them about those sorts of mm-hmm. things, what their rights are, what... Um, what they may want to look into, like I didn't know there was such a thing as a um, extended um, education plan. Uh-huh. So for Grace, that means that she can do summer school, and so oh, that she yeah. doesn't. Yeah. So for her, reading is a big deal, and she's learning how to read right now. She's. Awesome. I know. It's like really it's, cool. It's actually really cool because she's learning words right now. Where it's been really hard for her to learn words. She's, yeah. you know, she recognizes words. She's starting to read, but um, especially with autistic kids, they can lose things if mm-hmm. they don't keep using them. So mm-hmm. in the summer, like we want to keep working with her, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, the school district now is stepping in and they have somebody who will continue to read with her, work on her sight words with her, try to catch her up mm-hmm. to the class. And so it's just stuff like that where I didn't know that until mm-hmm. I sat in on a parent networking group. Uh Right. And somebody mentioned it and I'm like, wait, we can do extended school year. What is that? Tell me a little bit more about that. And so that helped me as a parent. Uh Right. So it's not even just for other parents. This is for us. Like Uh we're doing, we're learning as we go sort of thing. Uh Um, So yeah. So those are the types of things. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think it's helpful. And And, so needed. mm -hmm. And then the other thing is, is a lot of times, like not all the parents, but some um, parents just need help and they have um, multiple kids sometimes. So here's what I didn't know, Heidi. Uh Is that some families, like literally multiple children or like all of their kids have special Uh needs. Uh Like we have one Uh and that's hard enough. But when you're talking about two, three, four kids Uh on the autism spectrum or kids with autism and then a kiddo with Down syndrome, Uh all in the same family. And you're trying to navigate that. I mean, it's hard and it's and it's costly, honestly. And yeah. so, so trying to help them, it, like, um, get the support that they need with other families, but and with other organizations. But then also, like that day, we always do um, like a meal after. Oh yeah. Um, so I, that they can stay, yeah. so they can talk, but so also that we can feed them. Yeah. And then make sure. So it's always on a weekend. So we end up making sure that on a Saturday mm-hmm. afternoon, they're also getting fed. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So there's that yeah. too. And it allows them the opportunity to fellowship with other yeah. families because yep. I don't have kids, but I, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I've been told like once you have kids yep. to like have a network of people because your life can get so tied up yep. and I've got to like do this for my kids. And so you miss the adult yeah. company, especially yep. when it's so much more work yep. just to to well, get through life. Yeah. And then like just adults that understand what you're going through too because a lot of folks can end up being kind of judgmental about Mm -hmm. it like why can't you control your kids and we know they're special needs but really sort of thing i mean you can get some pretty Mm -hmm. (laughs) nasty looks when you're going through walmart and your kid with autism just you know it was too much for them and they're having a meltdown Mm -hmm. right and um 
and people just think they're acting out. Mm -hmm. And what's really happening is, is that between the smell and the lights and the sounds, and there's too many people, it, it just completely overwhelmed their senses. Mm -hmm. And because they don't have a way to block that mm -hmm. because of what they have, it just all comes in and they can't filter it. And so they just lose it. Mm -hmm. um, and so people don't understand that unless, you yeah. know, it's kind of like you don't know what you don't know yeah. until you walk through it. But so it's kind of like you have these people that get mm -hmm. where you're at mm -hmm. sort of thing. So there's, mm -hmm. yeah. So there's that. And then also it's cool because their kiddos come and play together. Mm -hmm. So when the parents are learning, their kids are invited, like their whole family is invited. So they're, mm -hmm. you know, neurotypical kids as well as kiddos with disabilities or whatever um, come in and we have folks that will play with them and hang out with yeah. them and watch them uh -huh. and they can hang out at Gracie's place. And then we'll, we kind of come together in the foyer area where um, we can just talk and fellowship mm -hmm. and they have a pair of minutes just to sit down and not worry about the yeah, kiddos. Which is so important. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So what does, like, if a child comes to therapy at Gracie's mm -hmm. place, what does, the, I mean, every child would have different therapy needs, but what, what does that look like? Yeah. So, I mean, we have it set up so that it's, um, so that it's fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, a, a lot of ways kids learn, um, so especially autism is a social communication disorder, right? Mm -hmm. They don't know how to socialize. They don't know good boundaries that a lot of them, you know, can be nonverbal, mm -hmm. um, depending on, you know, the, the level of severity or whatever. And so a lot of it is play. It's play to get them to talk. And that's how most kids learn mm -hmm. is they learn by playing uh -huh. and how to interact with each other and whatnot. And they come alongside each other and they kind of start to play individually, but then they start to play with yeah. friends as yeah. they kind of pair mm -hmm. up and whatever. So, um, so it's teaching them how to socialize, um, through play. And so it's just kind of a fun atmosphere. It's mm -hmm. a neat, um, it, it's interesting because, um, the, the actual therapy center itself is set up and just looks fun. It's yeah. just a fun place for yeah. kids to come. But what also has happened, and we didn't really realize this when we started, was that, you know, in our heads, when we first started, our kid, um, our kiddo was, seven, you know, Grace was seven and now she's nine. Mm -hmm. um, and so we had it in our head. Well, this is what fun looks like for, you know, six, seven, eight, nine year olds mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. Cause that's where our heads are at uh -huh. and we're parents, you know, we're not therapists and whatnot. So we kind of set it up for that. But what's happened is that we have these 19 year olds, these 20 years old, these 21 year old wow. people, yeah. you know, folks that come in and they're still, um, they still have autism, right? Mm -hmm. So they come in, they have autism, and they see it, and their heart is still that of a child, and so they love it. Yeah. yeah. Like so, we're thinking that it's for the you know the younger yeah. kiddos, and what we're finding is it's not just for the younger kiddos; it's for the older um, kids too that still have this beautiful heart mm -hmm. of a child that they just love it. They want to come and play too, so that's mm -hmm. a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, so at any rate, so they've come in. Um, we have to get a re we get a referral um, from a physician. Um, I basically am the middle person who pairs up that referral with um, one of our therapists. Um, so I connect the the parents with the therapist, and then they set their own schedule with regard mm -hmm. to when they're going to come in. And it's mm -hmm. basically an hour long appointment, and whether it's occupational therapy, and so that's you know fine and gross motor skills mm -hmm. um, that they're working on, or it's speech therapy where. It ends up being, you know, mm -hmm. more the socialization yeah. and play. It's all kind of relates to play, though. Um, yeah. So it's actually, it, it's very cool. And so what we see, though, 
is that the kids progress year over year. And so, Mm -hmm. um, so my grace right now has, um, has come so far Mm because when she first started, she, she barely had a handful of words. Does she go to Gracie's place? Yeah. So she does. Um, so we have her in speech therapy, um, right now at Gracie's place. And what's cool is that with her, we have, um, we started this thing where it's group therapy and we're going to be doing more group therapy Mm -hmm. this summer, but we started it with her and kind of piloted it. And we have, um, a neurotypical buddy, like her best friend from school Mm -hmm. comes with her every Monday. Uh Oh my gosh, Heidi, it's so cool. Because she gets so much more out of her than anything that yeah. I can as a parent or the speech therapist can. Mm-hmm. So we've, you know, the speech therapist facilitates it, um, but it's really about how do you take turns? How, you know, how do you um, like pleases and thank yous and mm-hmm. um, interacting with your peer and that sort of thing? And so um, we have the coolest kid in the world who is her buddy, uh-huh. um, who just loves her, you know, like crazy. But she'll sit and she will get so much out of Grace, so much more than what I ever could, just mm-hmm. as far as, Gracie, this is what you need to do. And so Grace does it sort of thing, yeah. you know, and so she learns a lot in it. Yeah. So anyway, it's just yeah. really cool. So um, that far, that's just blown all of us away. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful image. I think as we're talking, I'm thinking of like the beautiful image of Christ, like mm-hmm. coming alongside us. And as you were talking yeah. about play too, yep. you know, because even as adults, like we, we need to play like yep. as part of our, yes. our formation. And yep. Stuff. Yeah. And Jesus so. tells us that we're supposed to be like little children. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And so, I mean, that's what, I mean, honestly, the coolest part to me is, um, that I see Christ. Like in the kids, like uh-huh. you see Jesus and the kid, and you, cause like if you want to see Jesus, go to the margins because Jesus is always at the margins. Yep. And these kids are marginalized yep. in so many ways. And so, so much of um, Western worldview is um, about you're not um, relevant if you're not productive. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. you have to be doing something, you have to be going, you have to be creating something, you have to be whatever, right? And so, People will look at these kids and see them mm-hmm. as um, unproductive or as draining because they need yeah. resources and whatnot without ever seeing um, this beautiful childlike thing. Like I said, those those 20-year-olds, mm-hmm. those 21, they're like kids. They're still like children. Mm-hmm. So they're more like what Jesus calls us to be than we will ever be, right? Mm-hmm. And get, mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And so, shoot. Oh, God yeah. just loves them so much. Yeah. yeah. And so you see that with them. Yeah. Like you just see it. And so um, so Grace and all these other kids that come through that we're trying to help, they impact, like they impact their schools and they impact their teachers and they impact our therapists, you know, in a way that other kids won't. Yeah. Right? So true. Because they see things in ways that we don't. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's so true. So, Jesus loves them. <laughs> what gave you the kind of vision to start Gracie's Place? Yep. Um, yep. So, um, so, the vision for Gracie's Place was actually kind of a vision. Really, because um, my husband and I 
were like, I was getting close to the end of my MDiv mm -hmm. and like, okay, so now what is, now what? Because mm -hmm. we went in knowing that God was, you know, like we were being called to something, but not necessarily knowing what that was, but mm -hmm. just trying to be faithful and saying, okay, we believe right now he's calling us to seminary, calling me to seminary. So I'm going to go to seminary. And my mm -hmm. husband was fully on board with that. And now we're getting to the end of it. And it's like, okay, God, so now what? Because mm -hmm. we've been obedient here. And now what? And the end of it would have been like what year? Yeah. So I graduated in May of 2018. And so the spring of 2016, you know, we had been talking to um, people about the idea of church planting. Mm -hmm. um, but. It was like, okay, so what does that look like? Yeah. We felt like we were being called back to Wisconsin, but I don't know. I don't know mm -hmm. like what that looks like. Yeah, um, where it snows in May. Where it snows in May. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you got it. Um, and so, yeah, so we were just praying about it. And I remember I was dropping Grace off um, at school right after a therapy session because we had started, we were doing therapy in Lexington. Okay. Cause you had moved down here. Cause we had moved down to Kentucky. Mm -hmm. So we were doing therapy in Lexington, um, two days a week in the early morning, um, occupational therapy and speech therapy with grace. And we were seeing, um, sex, such extreme, um, progress with mm -hmm. her when we started doing that. So she gained, like she was, um, Fairly still nonverbal. I mean, she had words, but she didn't know how to put them together and wasn't mm -hmm. using very many of them. And so she was fairly nonverbal in when she was four. We started the therapy when I think she was five, and um, and when she was tested, she was at not even a two-year-old level. She was at like I can't remember what it was, maybe mm -hmm. like um, one year, nine months, or something yeah. like that. So and that's at five. Yeah, and that had to be hard for yeah. For you and Pete as parents. Right. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it is because you don't. So, and she gets frustrated be, at that time because she couldn't communicate what mm -hmm. she wanted. And um, so it was just, it was, it was really hard. And, and at that point you're like, is you don't know where she's going to be. Right. Um, in two years and five years and 10 years, is she ever going to be able to speak? Are we ever going to have a conversation with her? Mm -hmm. Because at five years old, kids just speak. Mm -hmm. And you know, ask all kinds of questions. They're asking questions that, um, so this is how bad it was, is that like something as simple as this is, um, I just remember it catching my heart. Like I gave her, I can't even remember what it was, like a piece of paper. And I'm like, Grace, can you throw that in the garbage for me? Kids at five years old don't even have to think twice. Kids at two years old typically won't have to think twice about what that means. Mm -hmm. She like, she had it in her hand. I remember this at like four years old. She had it in her hand. She had no idea what I just said. So, oh, so man. like receptively, she did not understand. Yeah. She couldn't take it in. But like kid, most folks are set up so that they just learn yeah. by seeing what other people mm -hmm. do and hearing and they catch on. And, and her brain doesn't work that way. So for everything that she learned, I had to show her what that meant. So I'm like, and I didn't get that right away. Right. And therapy taught me that, no, you have to walk her through every step. Like every step. She doesn't understand the steps. You have mm -hmm. to show her the steps. And you might have to do it several times. And you have to do it over and over and over until the mm -hmm. connections are made. And so, uh, so it, you know, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I get it. So I'm like, okay, so Grace, let me show you what that means. Right? Mm -hmm. So this is garbage, Gracie, and this is a garbage can. Mm -hmm. And so when I say, I want you to throw this into the garbage, here's what I want you to do. And I would have to take her by hand and go, this is garbage. 
we're going to walk over here and we're going to throw the garbage in the garbage can. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then throw it in the garbage can so she understands. And most kids just get that. Right. Autistic kids a lot of times don't. Right. Because they don't have it. And so at any rate, so if she's five years old and she's not even at a two-year-old level, we started taking her to therapy in Lexington and within a year she gained over a year. Wow. You know, so she was yeah. almost at a three-year-old level. Yeah. Um, within a year's time. Um, so it's been huge. And mm-hmm. even right now, like um, her, so they call them sight words, you know, in school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's learning different words or whatever. And so she, so she's in third grade right now, but she's at a second grade level. Oh, that's amazing. It's so huge. Yeah, I mean, that is huge. It's just huge. It is. I mean, it's huge. And I don't like, and I don't know where that, what that means. And it's quite possible. And it probably is um, probable that she will always be with us. She will, she probably but I don't know what God will do. We don't know. Um, she will probably always be with us. She will probably always be living with us. But, but I look at that, and now I have hope uh-huh. um, that she might at some point be able to be independent. You know? Yeah. At least more independent than what she is now. And so, um, so I attribute a lot of that to therapy, like mm-hmm. occupational therapy. She's actually in physical therapy at school now too. Um, so. She's just come a really long way, and therapy has been a huge part of that. And so when we started Gracie's Place, I'm sorry, this has been really long. Um, so let me go back. So I had this vision. No, you're so, good. Like, yeah. I want to hear this. Okay, so we're call, you know, so we're asking God, like, what do we do here? What do you want us to do? And and so I had taken her to therapy. I brought her um, back to school. So I'm bringing her to school and dropping her off. And I'm walking out, and I see, like, this vision in my head of this gym in, um, in Minocqua, Wisconsin mm-hmm. that I had been to before. And it was just like this, a really quick image, just this flash of it, um, of that. And then this flash of her in therapy, like in my mind's eye. Wow. I know. And so sometimes, you know, not to sound weird or whatever, but sometimes that's how God speaks to me. It's just yeah. like quick images. Yeah. And um, I love how God speaks to everybody differently yeah. too, in the way that they yep. understand. Yeah, and I, honestly, so I'm like such a visual person. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's how he communicates with me is quick flashes of things where I have to stop and go, okay, wait, what was that? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I saw these two quick flashes of things. And um, and so I'm like, wait a minute. I feel like that building has been for sale. Right. Wow. And so, yeah. And so, so you were seeing real things. So I was just, seeing real things. Yeah. And so it's kind of cool because God speaks to you in a way that you can understand, right? Yeah. And so uh, Gracie's place is not in that spot, uh-huh. um, but that's what started it. Seeing yeah. that, knowing it was um, for sale, sort of thing, and going, "Wait a minute, does Northern Wisconsin need a therapy center for mm-hmm. you know for special needs kids?" And so ended up talking to some folks, and ended up finally speaking to the person who the first person who had ever stepped into our house to help oh. us with Grace, uh-huh. who is now on our board as well, um, but. I called her and I'm like, Corey, um, here's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it makes sense, but does this, would something like this make any sense to mm-hmm. you? Is there a need for a therapy center? And she literally said to me, this is a godsend. They're closing wow. um, down the birth to three um, in our oh, wow. area yeah. right now. They're mm-hmm. completely restructuring everything. We don't know what we're going to do. We don't know how families are going to get taken care of. We, yeah, we need your help. Yeah. Right? And so then, then we're like, okay. So subsequently just started doing some focus groups 
mm-hmm. you know, driving up there on the mm-hmm. weekends and taking some vacation time, going up and um, doing focus groups with um, people, with families, with area um, providers and organizations that dealt with special needs folks. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, please come, please come, please come. We have nothing. It's a black hole. Like Madison, Wisconsin, you know, mm-hmm. um, the capital of Wisconsin is literally said northern Wisconsin is a black hole. When it comes to special needs wow. kids, there's nothing. And so folks were having to drive an hour and a half um, to get some types of therapy, but always in like, you know, those little room, doctor rooms, doctor office mm-hmm. rooms, that's where they were getting it. Or they would have, if they actually wanted to go to a, a therapy center specifically set up for special needs kids, they had to drive four, five, six hours to either Madison wow. or Milwaukee. And, and when parents you were in were Lexington, yeah, you had to. You yeah. went twice a week. When you yeah, were I went here. twice a week. It was like a twenty-minute drive. Yeah, and and that was just one. There are like seven, eight different places that I could have chosen mm-hmm. um, to go to in Lexington. I just ended up choosing the one that mm-hmm. was recommended. Yeah, to us, and so um, so the parents had nothing. Wow. Yeah. So we decided to go. Um, so it was pretty cool. Um, and also I work for the seminary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You do. You're my boss. <laughs> <laughs> and so how do you do that? So I'm like, God, what does this look like? Because we don't have jobs and we're not going to make any money and we're just parents. We're not therapists. So this can't be our income. Right. And so here's, what's really cool about Asbury seminary, you know, and yeah. I was, I was actually totally scared to do this. I was so afraid to do this. Um, to go talk to my boss and say, I think God's calling us to do this thing, but I don't know what this looks like. Yeah. And so what do we do? Because, yeah. oh my gosh. That is a scary conversation. It's a totally scary conversation. And so the other thing is, is that we weren't just doing, thinking of it as a therapy center. We were thinking of it as a fresh expression of the church. Yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. And so there's that piece of it too. So we're also, we were still thinking church plant. So we're thinking therapy center, but with therapy center, let's minister to the community where they're at and where they're needed and see what God does as far as mm-hmm. creating a church mm-hmm. um, that would be involved with Gracie's place. So we mm-hmm. also have a church plant. Wow. So, okay. So I want to talk about that later too. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, so I ended up having this. Okay. So this is how much Asbury actually is fully on board with what they teach, right? Uh-huh. Because it's one thing to say, yeah, we're all for church planners and we're all for a fresh expression of mm-hmm. the church and we believe in the kingdom of God yeah. and wanting to move forward. Yeah. And I told, obviously they totally believe that, right? But now for me to be a staff person in the position that I'm in going, okay, would they let me yeah. work remotely? Would they yeah. let me do some things remotely? Could I still somehow stay connected with the seminary so I have some sort of income, mm-hmm. but do this thing that God's calling me to? Like firmly right. believe that at this point, God is completely calling us to do this thing. Right. Because it's different to believe something and have something like classes about it. Yep. And then to actually put action, like yeah. your organization to put action behind what mm-hmm. they believe. Yeah. So I go to my VP <laughs> of advancement one morning a bit frightened going, I might be losing my job right now. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, might I might walk in there yeah. and he might say, well, we appreciate you so much, but, um, you know, let's find somebody to come in and take your place. If you believe that God's calling you to this, then, yeah. you know, we fully support that, but we're going to have to do a search mm-hmm. to replace you. And so, you know, so I go in there going, okay, I believe that God's calling us to do this, Jay. I don't know what this looks like. Yeah. Um, but it might look like me doing some, you know, work here or there for you uh-huh. on the side if you would be willing to allow me to, you know, continue to help with the seminary. 
Mm-hmm. But God's calling us to this thing. It was kind of your all-in moment. Yeah. You know? Like, totally was. Yeah. And um, and it was so funny, Heidi, because, like, prior to that, it had rained for, like, four days straight. Uh-huh. You know how it is, Kentucky. Yes, I do. Like, thunder, lightning, yep. downpour for four days straight. Yep. And you wonder have, if you're ever going to see the sun again. Ever. Yeah. Like, ever. Seriously, you don't know. And so, you like, you think you're going to, but is it ever is it there behind those clouds? I don't know. Yeah. And so... um. So I'm walking out the door, had had this meeting set with Jay. I walk out the door and the rain stopped. Literally, the clouds start to part. And this, wow. I'm not kidding. Yeah. And the sun started to shine and the clouds are moving back and the rain just like stops to like a trickle and then uh-huh. completely done uh-huh. as I'm walking across campus and the st- sun started shining. Wow. And I'm like, this is going to be okay. Yeah. Like, I, seriously. You just felt peace at that moment. I did. I'm like, I walked by, you know, the banners and everything, and I'm going past, you know, whatever that is, the fountain. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, God, it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's for real. Yeah. And so I walked in, and I'm like nervous, but knowing, okay, whatever happens, like if he says no, if he says whatever, okay, it's going to be okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I just laid it out, and I'm like, yeah, and then maybe I could do this or that. And he just, he, like, literally, Heidi, this is Jay, he grabs a sheet of paper, you know, because I had some stuff written down. He flips it over, and he, and he starts writing, what would this look like for you to do your job from Wisconsin? Wow. Like, for real. Yeah. Like, not even batting an eye. He's like, okay, so how do we do this? What would this look like? Let's think this through, Deb. How can That's we do amazing. it so you can still continue working here? But you can do what God's calling you to do. That is amazing. It kind of is. As you were talking. Like it kind of is. It's (laughs) it's amazing. Who does that? Nobody does that. Nobody does that. But I was thinking about your all in moment and like, I just kept thinking about Abraham and Isaac and like, you didn't know, and you know, and so you're like, I'm willing to lose my job. I'm willing to lose everything. And then, you know, to do what God wants me to do. And there was like a ram in the thicket, like Jay was for like, real. Yeah, yeah. You know, honestly, I never thought of it that specific way, but that is it, really. Yeah, like you were willing to sacrifice everything. I was scared. Yeah, like I was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would be scared if I came to you and was like, "Hey, Deb." Because you know what? Honestly, in a sec, in the secular world, which is where I come from, that's a okay. You're done here, then. Yeah, we get it. Um, we we appreciate you, but you're done here, and we'll find somebody else. And yeah, you didn't do that. I mean, and that's Asbury Seminary. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't make that up no right and so but what's cool is is that because i'm also the director of communications i understand what it is to be a student i understand what it is now to be an alumni i understand Mm -hmm. what it is to be a church planter Mm -hmm. right and somebody who's doing a fresh expression of his church so it actually only helped me to be able to do my job (laughs) because i understand yeah because i totally fully understand yeah what others are walking through sort of thing so just really blessed anyway Mm -hmm. by the seminary for that yeah so then that happened you knew you could work remotely yep how did you get started with gracie's place yep so we already had a board of directors that had started um the basically the year before had started fundraising it was like everything opened up as soon as i made that move it was like god then just kind of parted everything not just Mm -hmm. those clouds that day Mm -hmm. and allowed me to work but then it was like we found a place because we had also been looking for space right and couldn't find anything up right i remember those yeah like what right and so it was just like, shroom, and um, yeah, so it was almost like that act of obedience shook something loose, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so note to self, act of obedience, shake yep. things loose. 
<laughs> Keep that in mind. Um, and yeah, so um, yeah, so then the stuff started opening up, and we just started um, getting all the pieces in place to move. Because mm-hmm. um, you had to find a house. We too. had to find a house. We ended up. It was really interesting because we still are looking for a house. We're we're renting right now, um, but the place that we're renting, we're so grateful for. Because we could find nothing, like literally we could find nothing up there. It's real hard mm-hmm. in that area. Um, and so the person that we um, got the space for, for Gracie's place, um, my husband was up there trying to find us a house because we were ready to move. Yeah, yeah, And I remember. Yeah, and so it was really interesting because the um, he was having a conversation with our new landlord for Gracie's place. And the guy was like, oh, well, I just um, bought a house and we're fixing it up right now. And um, I was just going to flip it, but maybe you guys want to live there. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, yes. Okay. Yes, please. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we've been staying there and, you know, Mm -hmm. so God just kind of opened up door Mm -hmm. after door after door, which, okay. So, so that's all really cool. There's also a lot of really hard stuff that happened. Mm -hmm. So I don't want it to be like, um. Oh, and the clouds part and everything yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. It's not like you just snapped your fingers and yeah. it was yeah. okay. So, um, so it took a while to get the house actually fixed up. Um, I remember so that, that was, too. Yeah. So those were hard times because it was, it needed a lot of work sort of thing. And even though it was a rental, it needed a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And so we couldn't move in right away. And there's, so and Pete was doing, some and of Pete that. was doing it a, a lot by himself to start with. And we had, you know, we have two kids. So trying to figure that out and staying with family and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't want, so here's what can be hard is you want to give everybody the highlight reel of all the beautiful things that mm-hmm. happen. Um, and so I don't want anyone to think that it's going to always, it's not going to always be easy Yeah. and a lot of it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but God's always with you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so, cause stories like that, it tends to be that way. Like you're, Oh, here are all the beautiful yeah. successes that I've had. Yeah, by it the was time really you get hard. to telling your story, yeah, you're, just you're not giving, living through yeah, necessarily not, the beginning. Yeah. Part of it. You're not living through the valleys. Mm-hmm. You're, so, and you tend to want to tell people the highlights and kind of, that's kind of the, um, mm-hmm. the way we do things, Yeah, you know, especially like social media and all that yeah. Facebook. I'm just yeah. going to show my best side and <laughs> yeah, we're not going to hear the junk, but there's a lot of junk. Yeah. Um, what was like a struggle you faced yeah. that, and how did you overcome that? Yeah. Like, so, um, one of the biggest struggles we had was I'm like, we, I said, I'm a parent of a special needs kiddo. So I knew all the front end stuff mm-hmm. about what I need. Like I knew I would need a referral, you know, because I had to have a referral right, right, right. and I knew that we'd have to do evaluations because Grace had to have an evaluation. I knew, you know, these sorts, I knew that, um, people would have to, there would have to be some sort of billing because I would always get a bill. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so there would be that, but, um, there's a whole bunch of backend stuff as it relates to therapy and insurance and, um, hospitals and and clinics and blah, blah, that like no idea. Right. It seems really complicated. It's so complicated. And so, and to try to find somebody who can do it, it took us well over a year to get a medical biller in place. And like we need, I knew that I needed to look for one cause that's what everyone told me. Mm-hmm. Um, like our, the therapist that, um, that we're seeing grace actually helped us know what we needed to do. Oh yeah. Um, before we left, um, gave us kind of like this list and medical biller was at the top uh-huh. and it took us forever to get one. So I'm trying to do that and yeah. not doing it well and not knowing what I'm doing and trying to get all that sort of stuff set up. And so that was like, that was a wait. 
that was a huge weight. Um, so that was one of the biggest struggles is, and then like, it's always the not knowing what you don't know, Mm -hmm. like not even knowing the questions that you should be asking. So if you don't know the questions to ask, then you're not going to get the right answers (laughs) to a whole (laughs) lot of stuff. (laughs) So, so there was that. Um, but like those sorts of things have been hard or just like fear, Mm -hmm. like fear is a huge thing for me. Um, and battling like, wanting to just crawl under the cover sometimes and not get out mm-hmm. like for real, like mm-hmm. just being like, I can't do this thing. I don't, you know, I started it, but now I'm going to look like an idiot. Cause I don't know what I'm doing. And people are counting on us now. And how are we going to get the word out and how are we going to fund it? And how are we going to make sure that people don't, because our goal has always been to never give a parent a bill. And so far we have achieved that. How do you do that? Yeah. Well, fundraising and God just like steps in. Because, um, and because <laughs> a lot of stuff insurance won't pay for. Like people yeah. think, oh, insurance will cover that, or yeah. oh, they're on Medicaid or whatever, so insurance will cover it. No, they no, they will not. Mm-hmm. Not unless you fight tooth and nail. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we can't fight for every single family to get the. I mean, we're we're also parents of a special yeah. needs kiddo, and plus I work full time, and we're church planters, right? So, um, so what we found is um, generosity of people. So Honestly, people fund Gracie's people Place have, so that people, people can come. To scholarship. To, yeah, to scholarship Yeah, people. so basically what we've done, we've done walks, um, we've done grants. We've People have just sent in money just out of nowhere mm-hmm. that we didn't even know how they knew about us, and they just sent us money sort of thing. And so God just keeps providing. So it's really interesting, Heidi, because I've, like, stopped worrying. I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, no, that's good. That's still, huge. Like, yeah, fundraising, like we still continue to do that. And I see the books at the end of the month going, okay, I have no idea how we're going to pay for this. Yeah. Um, and then God does something and somebody sends something. And I'm like, okay, <sighs> okay. Um, so he just keeps funding it, which doesn't mean that we um, don't have to be smart. Right. Because we always have to be smart. Right. And we always have and we keep having to move forward and keep talking as a – you know, as a board, okay, how are we going to take care of this? And we got to make sure we're doing that. And let's get continue to let people know that this is happening. But like Autism Speaks just gave us a $5,000 grant specific for autistic wow, kids. That's huge. Yep. Um, so, which enables us now to be able to make sure that we can do therapy this summer because we mm-hmm. have like a whole host of kids that are signing up for summer services because they won't be getting stuff through mm-hmm. the schools mm-hmm. all summer long and their parents want to make sure. So, we always have more in the summer than we do during the school year. Yeah. Yeah. So the biggest struggle honestly has been like the medical biller piece, you know, there was that, but fear. Yeah. Um, like it's a huge, God, how is this going to even happen? I don't know how this is going to work, you know, and to just be like, okay, so I have fear, but to then say, all right, we'll acknowledge the fear, but then know that God's faithful. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know. It can be overwhelming at times because it feels like it's just yeah. smothering you. Yeah, it can. And so, like, prayers of the saints are huge. People yeah. praying for us is really huge to, like, combat that. To So, like, um, word of advice for anybody starting anything, you know, like this is to have a core group of people that are consistently praying for you because you will have fear. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least maybe you won't. Maybe everyone else is just brave <laughs> all the time, and it's just me um, who is a lot uh, has a lot of anxiety about stuff. But at the same time, um, that God is just good. Like God's just good. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So 
how did you know you were going to name it Gracie's Place? I mean, I know you have a daughter, Grace, but how did you know that was like the name? Yeah, that's funny. Um, because I didn't, you know, I was named, that was like my placeholder name. Yeah. Because I'm just like, because we're doing it because of Grace. We, there's So here's the thing. There's no way we're doing it if we don't know a Grace Adams, yeah. right? Because we don't, again, don't know what we don't know. So we, um, so I'd always known there were special needs people. I had a um, an aunt growing up who was at our house all the time who had Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, um, so knew intimately yeah. what it looked like to have a special needs person in my family, but at the same time had never been a parent it's different, yeah. of a special needs kiddo, never had to deal with the issues um, that relate to having a special needs kiddo, probably was judgmental mm-hmm. of people at the store when kids were having meltdowns and whatever, and they looked mm-hmm. perfectly normal, but were probably autistic. Mm-hmm. And were being bombarded by every yeah. you know sensation that was coming at them that mm-hmm. they couldn't filter. Um, and so, anyway, um, so at that point, um, I'm calling it Gracie's place because Gracie is who I know, yeah, you know, and have grown with as she's grown. And um, and so then we had this board that we had started, and I was talking to them about, okay, so now what are we going to name it? And they're like, well, it's Gracie's place. And I'm like, I know, but what are we going to name it? Because <laughs> I wasn't going to name it after her, you know, in my head. That, well, why would we call it that? You know, we got to call it something, whatever. And they're all like, no, it's Gracie's place. Yeah. The reason that we're doing it is because it's Gracie's place. It wouldn't be Gracie's place without Gracie because you wouldn't, it wouldn't be here. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so it's named that because. It wouldn't be here without Does she her. know she's a celebrity? Does she know it's her namesake? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think she does. Um, honestly, I don't. But isn't that funny? You know, and so there again, just to go back to that thing about um, productive, productivity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If there's not a Gracie who some would see as unproductive, oh, there wouldn't be Gracie's place. Yeah, right. Right. And so how much more productive does this child need to be? Because she's touched hundreds of lives. She's touching so many lives right now. And she does, I mean, whether she knows it or not, it wouldn't. And that's the case of so much, so many people that have had <clears throat> kids with special needs, right? Is they're the ones that get it. And so now they're the ones that stand in the gap mm-hmm. because they're like, oh my gosh, I need this. And if I need this, others need this. And so this needs to happen. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you see a need and then... And you fill it. Yeah. Because somebody has to fill it. Yeah. Yeah. So I know your logo is like a caterpillar and butterfly. (laughs) Who made that beautiful logo? (laughs) It's like the most beautiful logo ever. It is pretty great. But I love that imagery, though. So, like, talk to me about, like, why why you picked that imagery and why that's important. Yeah. So, um... Because Cause I think you had a walk too, like maybe yeah, a year ago that yeah. and we released, released butterflies. butterflies. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's our, our desire is for that to happen. You know, that the little, um, caterpillar, um, turns into this beautiful butterfly that can fly. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's the metamorphosis that can happen. And I think it, you know, and I don't think it just happens through the therapy, although I do think it happens in the therapy. Yeah. Right, um, that they learn and they grow and they develop and they start to develop these bonds with each other and with other kiddos and that sort of thing. But um, 
I think it happens for the families too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think, like when I first looked at it, I thought of it as, um, you know, this is kind of specific to the kids and our desire is for them, um, to get the help that they need so that they can flourish. So it's that idea of flourishing, Mm -hmm. um, and becoming more Mm -hmm. than what you ever thought that you could become. But I feel like it's, it's doing that for the parents too. And so the desire is not even just for the kids, but for the parents. And then even more so like for a community mm-hmm. to be transformed. Yeah. So I feel like um, the more I sit with it and the more that the Lord, I feel like is teaching me, here's what I want you to do in this community mm-hmm. is community transformation mm-hmm. that he's looking for. So it's individual and then it's family and then it's this corporate thing. And it's like mm-hmm. these rings that go out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even now with this, um, the group therapy thing uh-huh. that we're trying to do, um, we're also looking to develop that even further into like this, um, whole therapy that can be done, um, as a cohort. So with a neurotypical kid mm-hmm. and kids with autism or some other developmental disability, mm-hmm. but now we have several of them. So say we have five kiddos, um, with developmental delays or disabilities, and then you have five that are neurotypical and we've create, we create this mm-hmm. cohort. So this so, is the what goal. What do you mean by neurotypical? So neurotypical are kiddos that don't have, um, d- developmental disabilities. They don't have autism. They're just, okay. yeah, they're just typical kids. Okay. Um, and yeah, so that's a good question. And so, um, so have them alongside of each other. Mm-hmm. And so the idea being, um, so here's our dream that we're looking at right now to move further out into the community. Um, is to have therapy sessions where they're going kind of um, theme by theme, month by month, um, and they do with STEM learning, you know, science, mm-hmm. technology, engineering, uh-huh. math, learning, or even STEAM where you throw art in there as well. Um, and they go from kind of station to station, mm-hmm. and they get therapy. So they're getting occupational therapy or physical therapy. They're moving their bodies. They're putting their hands in like rice and beans, you know, to get yeah. the sensory stuff that they need. Um, but they're also going to... Um, learn, um, science, uh-huh. we're going to wrap it around some sort of environmental learning or like there's fish hatcheries up by us, you uh-huh. know, if they're going to learn some sort of thing about, um, you know, biodiversity or whatever. So, um, some sort of technology mm-hmm. thing, whatever. And so you have different themes for each thing. And then we marry that up, um, with a specific organization within Northern Wisconsin. So whether that, so like working with a tribe with their fish hatchery or Mm -hmm. working with a place called trees for tomorrow, where they learn about, you know, trees and the environment and that sort of thing. There's a planetarium up there. So learning about stars or that sort of thing. Yeah. So there's all kinds of different spaces like that Mm -hmm. where we could do themes, have them go through therapy with their neurotypical cohorts. Right. Mm -hmm. So now here's what's happening. They're getting therapy. They're learning about science, uh-huh. technology, engineering, math, which a lot of autistic kids especially are geared towards in their brain, uh-huh. right? So therapy. But now they're doing it socially because yeah. they're doing it in a group. And they're yeah. not just doing it with other kids that have autism. They're doing it with the neurotypical kids too. Uh-huh. So it raises the bar on them socially and communicatively uh-huh. wise, right? Uh-huh. So we're, so they're doing that. They're moving their bodies. They're putting uh-huh. their hands in things. They're learning by feeling and touching yeah. and experiencing. So it reinforces right? everything. And now we take them out into the community to the fish hatchery. Uh-huh. Right. And so they saw it here and they felt it here and they kind of learned it here and, you know, creating curriculum here. And now we're going to take it out and then we're going to take them with their buddies and they're going to learn it here too and see Uh it and feel it and touch here. Mm -hmm. So now they're out in the community. 
So they create a cohort that's mm-hmm. going to go with them year by year. And now, and then plus they get out and they go to these different places in the community. So it's conceivable that they may end up at having jobs yes. at the end of this as they grow up into it, you know, four yeah. and five and six years. Plus they'll have friends. Plus the community will know them. Uh-huh. And that is the transformation yes. part of it. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. And so, um, and so everybody knows that we're doing this because we yeah. love Jesus. But it's this need. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. this need that these kids have. And so we love the kids. Jesus loves the kids. We're yeah. going to give them what they need. But we're going to do it in community so that they're not alone. And then yeah. it just like rings out into more of the community. So now we're going to yeah. take them out into the community. So it's like... Because like, that's what Jesus did. Yeah. You know, he met people where they were at in their deepest need, and then he fulfills that need, and then he talks to them about the kingdom, because that's what the kingdom looks like. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're trying to just play in the kingdom of God yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know. You know, like, I just, like God's there with these kids, and so I just want to be where God is, right? So if Jesus is with the kids, I just want to be with the kids because that's where Jesus yeah. is, and these kids are awesome, and so it's just win-win. Yeah. And then you bring them out in the community and the community sees these kids and it's just this beautiful thing. And then you teach yeah. the community about about the kids and the kids learn from them and they learn from the kids and they you know end up getting more than they ever thought because of their interaction with these kiddos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How have you seen the metamorphosis transformation in your own life? Yeah, you know, um so that's a really good question. You have to lay a lot of things down. Um, you don't know how much, like, okay, so you don't necessarily, I didn't know necessarily how much I was picking up that I thought, you know, were good things and tell God kind of gives you, no, I want you to, to pick up these things. So you're going to have to lay those things down because you can't carry them both. You can't uh-huh. carry all of your stuff that you think uh-huh. <laughs> and then carry my <laughs> stuff because your arms aren't that big. Uh-huh. Um, so I think there's just a lot of, um, laying down the good for the better, maybe, uh-huh. I don't know if that yeah, makes that sense. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, like dreams that you're kind of like, oh, I could do this or I could do that or blah, blah, blah. Like we didn't plan on having a special needs daughter. Mm-hmm. That would not have been in my plans. Who would, mm-hmm. You know, who would plan for that, mm-hmm. right? You want all of your kids to be happy and healthy mm-hmm. and perfect and um, no struggles for them ever in their life to just mm-hmm. go swimmingly. Yeah, totally. Just like you want your own life to always go swimmingly and never suffer and never yeah. struggle for anything. Especially in the Western world, I think. And we think that if we are suffering, that there's something, uh, you know, unusual or wrong. Right. Um, we think but, we deserve something Yeah, somehow, like somehow we better. deserve to get a pass on the suffering yeah. part that Jesus talks about. Somewhere yeah. I think that and might be in the Bible. And we look at others who yeah. seem to have gotten a pass yeah. because we look at their Instagram Yeah, page. and they think that everybody, you know, yeah. well, I if they're not struggling, why should I have to struggle? And most people have are suffering in some way. You just Even if know. their Instagram is perfect. Right, yeah, for real. Probably even more so if their Instagram is perfect, maybe. Um, so, yeah. So I think that I've had to lay down the life that I thought I was going to have, maybe, or mm-hmm. the life that I thought I wanted for the life that's harder. Mm-hmm. Like, for real, it's harder. Mm-hmm. Um, but better. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. But beautiful at the it same is, time. Like it is. It's really beautiful. And what and it's so beautiful to watch like a community respond to to it and people coming out of nowhere um to help. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Um and also so like to go to the church plant piece, 
like doing this thing for Gracie's place. We don't have a big church plant. I mean, we have 14 people coming to our church. That's 14 people who probably weren't going to church somewhere else. Right. (laughs) Right? Right. Um, And so it's just like, it's a big deal for folks to know that we do this because it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it gives us this credibility in the community. Like it immediately, like upon mm-hmm. entering the community, gave us credibility in the community that there's no way we could have had if we just walked in and said, yeah, we're going to do a church plant in Minocqua, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And hey, y'all, we're here. Yeah. Sort of thing. And then just started trying to gather people. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're in the newspaper and people are writing stories about you and people are talking to each other about, did you hear what they're doing over here? Yeah. Um, because you're that, doing a good filling a need. We're fulfilling a need. Yeah. Yeah. Where there's churches in town. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we're not the only game in town. I mean, the Bride of Christ is there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are doing some really cool things. Yeah. They just, but they weren't doing this thing. You know, and there's a huge need for it. So so it just gave us this automatic, hey, they. I think they're mm-hmm. probably okay mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. So does your church plant meet in Gracie's place? It does now. Okay. Yeah, we were doing it in our house for a while, and now um, it was really cool. Again, our landlord, who is pretty awesome, um, I was talking to him one day about the idea because as we are kind of growing this idea about the Mm -hmm. STEM learning thing Mm -hmm. and trying to write grants for it and whatnot so that we can kind of get it off the ground, I'm like asking for quotes on different areas of this lower level that he has because there's a whole bunch of space available. Yeah. And then I said, you know, and by the way, we have our church that has been meeting in the house and could we um, meet, would you be willing to let us rent just on Sundays, a sp- you know, a spot that mm-hmm. we could have, and then we'll do children's church at Gracie's place and have a spot to do regular yeah. church. And he's like, well, um, you can just do it. You don't have to pay it. You don't have to pay me, you know? And so, so nice. I know he's so awesome. And so the first of the year, just after the first year, we started meeting in this really cool space that allows for coffee. <laughs> nice. Cause you have so to have important. coffee. Um, and worship and, you know, so it's a really cool worship space, um, that we have. And then, you know, when it's time for the kiddos to separate and do children's church, then they go into Gracie's place yeah. and do it there. Cool. Yep. So, and you're, um, preaching mm-hmm. every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So actually using my MDiv, which is good, you know, so it's been really cool and we're trying to do it, um, a little bit differently as well, because we're really trying to, um, not just preach, but, um, which is good, you know, so we'll do worship and we'll have time of like preaching, but then also this time of formation mm-hmm. that we do, um, what does as that look well. Like? Yeah. So it looks like, um, well, I had a lot of spiritual formation classes, mm-hmm. you know, with like Reg Johnson and mostly with Reg. Well, um, with, um, Steve Siemens, um, several with wow. Steve Siemens yeah. too, I know, um, and so trying to incorporate what they would do in their classes as well, which is like even just showing um, like talking and, and preaching. So, for example, did the, you know, calling of the looking at Matthew 4 and the calling of the um, disciples. So Peter, Andrew, James and mm-hmm, John. Right. Mm-hmm. And so preaching on that. But then at the end of that, just putting up an image that kind of shows mm-hmm. the that calling, yeah, yeah. that call in the miraculous catch of fish even um, from Luke. So that was kind of the image that I showed them. And I'm like, okay, and then I just kind of walk them through, okay, so now imagine you are 
yeah. in the boat. Yeah. Imagine you are like smelling um, the the air, you uh-huh. know, uh-huh. and seeing the birds flying as you're, you know, catching uh-huh. the fish and they want some of that. And Jesus is in the boat uh-huh. and you're Peter saying, you know, depart from me. <laughs> yeah. Sort of thing. Those are like, what are, what are you? Are you the people on shore that Jesus had been preaching to? Are you, uh-huh. are you in the boat with Jesus? Are you in the, you know, that boat or are you in James and John's boat? Are you so like yeah, asking where, questions yeah. of where are you at with yeah, Jesus sort yeah. of thing so that it's an experience for them. Because I can preach all you know day long about stuff, and I will have sat with the Lord and asked the Lord, "What do you want people yeah. um, to learn on Sunday?" And you mm-hmm. know, do inductive biblical, mm-hmm. um, you know, study through the text, and, yeah. you know, and have you know my three points, and do all that, yeah. you know, and do the preaching thing yeah, that you yeah, do, yeah. and you learn here, and you, and whatever. But it, that's me and God, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to give you what God gave me, right, mm-hmm. sort of thing. And something about that wasn't feeling necessarily right, and so. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I also want them to get what God gives them, yeah. So that it really, so they hold it. Resonates it. with them, yeah. Yeah, because I hold what God gives me, mm-hmm. like, and I feel like formed more and more. I feel formed because mm-hmm. I feel like the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. But if if they're not sitting with the Holy Spirit, you know, intentionally in doing that, I want that formation to happen for them. And mm-hmm. I don't know how else to do it mm-hmm. other than to force them. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I shouldn't say to it that think way. Of, just like, think about it. To, yeah, them. that's exactly it. To invite, invite is them. a better word. So like invite them to, and I've talked to them about this. I'm like, I can't, I want you guys to be formed the way that I feel like the Lord is forming me while I sit with him right. learning this. And I don't know that you can do that with me just saying these yeah. things to you that I feel mm-hmm. like he's taught me. I feel like you need to have that invitation. Yeah. It's a perfect word yourself. Yeah. And so, so I, so I keep trying to incorporate that sort of thing now into what we're doing because we're small enough. Yeah. So we don't know any better. We can just do it the way we want to do it, you know. And so, <laughs> which is great. So yeah. So that kind of feels cool. So I'm trying to incorporate just like things like that into it more, so that the invitation is not just my invitation that mm-hmm. I'm giving now at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, here's what you can do to incorporate this, but to actively have them participate in a incorporation while we're there on Sunday. Right. To have their own relationship. So they have an experience. Yeah. yeah. So Mm -hmm. they have a relationship experience with them right there with the Holy Spirit there on Sunday so that they're transformed. Mm -hmm. So I love that. I know. So that's kind of what we're trying to do. I don't know that I'm doing it well or right. So that's another one of those things where I'm like, God, (laughs) you know, so there's fear involved, you know, because this isn't the way you're supposed to do it. There's a, you know, I don't think there's a right way. I don't think there is. Yeah. Yeah. I think the way, the right way to do it is the way that God is calling you to do it. And so I'm trying to be cognizant of that. And what is the Holy Spirit telling me right now in this instance that will help the, our, the family that the Mm -hmm. families that are there, Mm -hmm. you know, our family of believers. How long have you start had the church plant as part of Gracie's Place? Yeah, so we really, I mean, we've always, so we weren't sure how to incorporate it. Right, because at first I think it was just Gracie's it Place, It was Gracie's right? Place, and then we started with small group, and then it was like the day after it felt like I graduated that we started actually doing, <laughs> like, Sunday um, yeah, at our house. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and then... Um, and then just like, I think the la- maybe the last week in January, first week in February... I felt like the Lord was just saying, okay, so now let's try to start marrying these uh-huh. two together. Uh-huh. Um, so it feels like this is the the way we're doing that. And so now, I like even I'll post stuff on our Gracie's Place Facebook page saying, hey, 
we're going to have church on Sunday at Gracie's place mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty cool how many people are like, oh, that's so cool that you're doing yeah. it, you know, and whether they come or not, that they understand who we are yeah. and why we're doing what we're doing, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes we can look at it and go, well, there's hardly anybody coming and blah, 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 blah. I just don't, you know what, if I, like, I'm hoping to get to 20, and if I stay at 20 for the rest of my life and we do Gracie's Place, it's the scenes I feel pretty good. Out. Yeah, yeah. Or if we stay at 14 and that's all we ever have, you mm-hmm. know, and, but we have an impact on the community. My goal is to be faithful, you know, like fidelity mm-hmm. to the community and faithful to what God's calling us. And if the seed is small, it's still seed. It produces a great harvest, though. Yeah. Yeah. So even if we don't see it yep. now, even if it's not in our lifetime, even. Yeah. So, yeah. So we, um, so right now like pray for us because we're trying to figure out, okay, so now what does it look like to, um, somehow just want to work with the tribe? Um, because there's a tribe that's out there as well. Um, several different tribes, but I feel like they would have a lot to offer uh-huh. us, you know, like I don't want to ever go in saying, Oh, we have a lot to offer the tribe. Um, maybe we have some stuff. I feel like Gracie's Place has some stuff to offer the tribe, but I feel like the tribe is rich uh-huh. in um, just culture and diversity and um, just a love for their own community for uh-huh. sure and for that area and would love to figure out a way to be able to work with them. I don't know, and yeah. minister with them yeah. to their community and to the to the surrounding community because I feel like we miss out as a community if we don't draw them in Yeah, because they were here first. They were. Yeah. They were. Yeah. So that leads me into my next question. What, what do you see or like, what is God kind of talking to you? If there's anything else that he's talking to you about, what is next for Gracie's place or your church plant? They're kind of, they're not the same, but they're very mm-hmm. well married together now. Yeah. Um, so what's next? So I think next is really trying to flesh out the um, the whole STEM learning piece for Gracie's mm-hmm. Place and getting the group therapy pieces up and running because mm-hmm. we're really good at the individual therapy stuff. We're doing well with the parent networking. But the whole group thing, I feel like the Lord is really leading that. So, mm-hmm. um, so really working towards that um, piece of it. Um, and trying to get that off the ground. We have a lot of different partnerships with UW-Stevens Point right now, UW-Milwaukee right now, and the Minnesota, um, the Science Museum of, of Minnesota um, are all, we've all kind of connected now to try uh-huh. to figure out what it will look uh-huh. like to do this STEM learning therapy uh-huh. thing. So that's pretty that's exciting. really cool. Yeah, um, to have that kind of backing and trying to move forward with that. Um so that as next steps there. And then with the church plant, I mean, honestly, fidelity yeah, is is what I feel like. Hospitality, um, just as much hospitality as we can muster walking across the street and loving our neighbor yeah, is really what I've been talking to folks about. So um, just loving on people. So mm-hmm. not staying in the church, but getting out into the community and just being the hands and feet of Jesus. So mm-hmm. that's the goal. Mm-hmm. How can people find you? Like your web- you can never find <laughs> <laughs> your Facebook, your Twitter. Yeah, um, um, Aqua Lakes Vineyard Church um, is our Facebook. What is our? I don't even. What's our website? Manaqualakesvineyard dot com mm-hmm. is our website. Um, Gracies dash place dot org 
is our other website. Okay. And um, I will, so, yeah. was there more? No. Okay. I will link all of this in the show notes too. So I love saying show notes. <laughs> That's fun. So I will link it all in the show notes so okay. that people can be sure to find you. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you one more question and then we'll get to the three questions that I kind of wrap up. What? The There's show. more questions? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So one question that I like to ask everybody is, I might have two actually. Okay. I always say one and it ends up being more. So okay. I should stop saying one because yeah. I always lie. Because it never is. <laughs> it never is. Um, what is, like, can you tell me a story or something like why you do what you do, what gets you up in the morning and what keeps you going back? Cause you've talked about your struggles. It's not always like, not, um, yeah. we're releasing butterflies and we're happy. What keeps <laughs> you going back? It's because always about the butterflies. Um, yeah. What keeps me going? Jesus. I just want to be where Jesus is. Yeah. Honestly, that's like, yeah. And sometimes I, you know, it's like you forget that mm-hmm. and you get like all rushed and hurried and there's so much to do and bloody blah. blah. Um, and so, um, you lose being with Jesus, um, because you're working for Jesus sort of thing. Uh And so here's what I I keep trying to remind myself when I feel like, okay, wait, what it feels like it's unraveling. Why? Uh And it's always because I'm not walking with Jesus. I'm like Uh running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Uh Um, Jesus's burden, um, is, um, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And so to the extent that my yoke feels not easy and my burden feels very heavy, I am not yoked with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And so um, so Jesus gets me up in the morning. And, um, yeah, and so, and typically if I'm following him, right, and mm-hmm. not working in my own steam or whatever, the yoke is easy and the burden is light. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to my husband about that this morning a little bit differently, but I was kind of grumpy. You yeah. know, we all get grumpy, but yeah. I was kind of grumpy and I was like, you know what? I think it's because I rolled out of bed at like 720, threw my clothes on yeah. and I like to have my quiet time in the morning yeah, me too. and I skipped that the last two mornings mm-hmm. and I'm like, yep. and it's not like quiet time in a legalistic way. It's no. just like I... Like, quiet time for me involves coffee, and I think that helps, too. Seriously. Coffee and Jesus. And I'm like, I do not have that right now, and so it's all me today, which is, you know. That's completely it, Heidi. It's like when it's nobody wants to see it when it's all me. Yeah, I was that's not. a freak show. It was awful. <laughs> like, no one wants to see that. <laughs> right. But when it's me and Jesus, I, you know what? There's just this gentleness and this peace right? that I don't have if it's not. Me and Jesus, mm-hmm. because typically I am a fearful, anxious, um, restless person. Mm-hmm. And so it's like Augustine, you know, when he says our heart is restless until we find mm-hmm. a rest in him. And so if I'm not resting in him, I am wrestling with myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yep. there is so much to do. And yeah. Things. Yep. Yeah. 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 So one question I do ask everybody okay. is, what does attempting something big for God mean to you? Yeah. So that's really good. I know. We came up with it. I know. That's amazing. <laughs> that is brilliant. Um, so attempting something big has always been to me that um, the obedience of following Christ. Like, mm-hmm. because if every, you know, I don't know. How do I say it? If it were easy, everybody would do it. 
maybe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't, and everybody's not doing it. It's not like I'm doing it. Oh, I'm doing it. So look, at, I don't mean it that way. I just mean, um, what do I mean? Attempting something big is the small things. Mm -hmm. It's the small yeses. It's the small and consistent mm -hmm. yes, even when it's hard to God. Mm -hmm. And the hard work in between. Uh -huh. like Still saying yes. Yeah. It's saying, so here's what it's like this. It's the attempting something big to me is saying yes to my marriage every day. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's hard. It As is a hard spouse to say yeah. yes to your marriage every day for just being for real because yeah. we're too hard-headed individuals. At least maybe none of you are. <laughs> <laughs> You're not, but I am. So it's saying yes to my marriage. It's saying um, yes to special needs mm -hmm. every day when it's hard mm -hmm. and, say, and doing it in a loving way and not a, ah, what? Because that's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. It is hard. It can be hard. Some days are brilliant and easy and mm -hmm. wonderful, and some days are hard. But if they're hard for me, I can't imagine how hard they are for her, mm -hmm. you know? And so to have that grace in you that says, yes, a thousand times yes. And this is like, right? And to say, yes, this is, yeah, to go deep, mm -hmm. to say yes to a community instead of saying, this is hard and I could easily walk away and do whatever I want. Yeah. I come back to Kentucky without blinking an eye. And continue to work my full-time job and only work my full-time job and to go to church on Sundays. Yeah. Not have to, yeah, not have to drive, you know, at one o'clock in the morning yeah. or whatever to get here because I need to take care of my family so I can't leave until late. And I need to take care of my church so I can't leave until late. Yep. It would be so much easier yeah, for me to just live in this community. and You have like four full-time jobs, basically. I, I do. So it's the, um, so it's the obedient, yes. And it's an honestly, it's an unremarkable life. Is you know what I mean? It's truly, it's unremarkable. It's just a, it's a nonprofit. People do them all the time. Mm -hmm. There's, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of churches mm -hmm. in the world. People are doing church all the time. Mm -hmm. It's completely unremarkable. But for me, and we're like for my heart. Mm -hmm. um, it's a big deal. It is. For our family, it's a big deal. It's so it's not like attempt something big for the world to see. It's right. It, this is the one life that I have. Yeah. Right? So what am I going to do? And you said yes. Yeah. And yeah. So it's that, it's the desire. It's that it's probably not always perfect and it's probably not always yes. Yeah. But it's the desire mm -hmm. for it to always be yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or to at least get your heart to the place that, okay, yes, it's a yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. So I'm not quite clear on what your role is with Gracie's Place. She said you connected the referrals yep. and stuff. So if we could talk about that really quick before yep. we wrap so, up. So um, so basically I am um, right now the director of mm -hmm. it. So I just, I'm doing all the grant writing. I'm doing like any of the doctors that call or whatever, they're calling me mm -hmm. um, to say we have a kiddo that needs to come in. Okay. Um, I, you know, so I'll put all the information into the system um, get all the, basically the charts ready, send stuff out to the parents so they can fill out all the paperwork. Uh -huh, uh -huh. They'll send all of that into me. So it's kind of like whatever. We don't have an executive director, but okay. because we don't have a paid person. Right. So, so I guess I'm, I'm like the director who handles like all the back end stuff. And then the billing things are handled by our medical biller. The therapy is handled by the therapist, uh -huh. but the people contact, uh -huh, you know, you. and setting things up. Yeah, so that people can get the therapy as me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. 
Yeah, you do have four. So I kind of administrate it. Okay, you do have four full-time jobs. Yeah, I mean, it's not full-time because it's not um, – I mean, we don't have that many kids coming through. How many do you be. have, like, about? Yeah, so this summer um, we'll probably – like, so right now we have um, – we have like 20 units going through a okay. week this summer. We're hoping to have about 40. That's a lot. It's a lot. That's like when you multiply that out with the kids and their families. And that's a lot. The yeah, that's a lot. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for today's conversation with Deb Adams. So very grateful to have her as my boss and to be able to experience her Christ-like leadership every day, but also very grateful to get to learn more about the work that she is doing in the world and so grateful for the thing that God has called her to that is blessing so many other people. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation too. As always, you can follow us in all the places on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at at Asbury Seminary. Have a great day, y'all, and go do something that helps you thrive.